Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When the Rams were in St. Louis and Corey Chavis played for the Rams, I always enjoyed talking football with him as a member of the media. And even Michelle Smallman, as he was still playing, Corey Chavis was a draft expert, even in his post-playing days. He's become one of the top draft experts, and he has DraftNasty.com. And joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line in St. Louis with Michelle Smallman and Randy Carricker is Corey Chavis of DraftNasty.com. Good morning, Corey. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing this morning? Everything's good. Is this your favorite time of year? <laughs> well, I, I'm a I'm a big sports fan. I'm, I think baseball is my favorite sport, uh, but I, I, I will say that this is one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, but I, you know, it's actually uh, what's funny, man. Is like I can't wait till I'm done with because you know, this is kind of work for me, and then I'm I'm, I'm ready to get, go travel and and go to some baseball and basketball stadiums for the playoffs. Okay, Corey, now I need to ask, what's your team? What's your baseball team? Oakland A's. Oakland A's. Fun start for you. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. They, they, you know, I'm, I'm all in. They, they do it every year. Hey, we, we have you on <laughs> to talk about the draft. And as a former DB, and by the way, we, were, we just had uh, Coach Venturi on with us uh, a few minutes ago talking about uh, the, the draft, and we didn't get a chance to ask about Kyle Pitts. As a, a former DB especially, how do you look at this uh, receiver-slash-tight end out of Florida? Well, I, I think he's, he's one of those guys that the dexterity in terms of his ability to be able to extend away from his uh, body uh, you know, and, and do it almost in one motion and, and do it quite regularly – it's something that has really made him impressive, particularly when he's going against uh, man-to-man coverage and, and tight man coverage. And he can still burst and, and, and really has good ankle flexibility to be able to make one-step cuts into the middle of the field. So if you want to run some of those in-breaking routes, kind of like what you see with you know some of the better tight ends in the league right now, he, he can do all of those things. But I think the number one thing he really has improved on uh, it really is as a blocker. I think that's something that doesn't get talked about as much. You know, he, he brought a lot more vinegar uh, to the table, I thought, this past season in that aspect and, and took his game to uh, an even uh, higher level um, in, in terms of that. Corey, it seems like the first two picks are written in Sharpie for this draft. Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville, Zach Wilson at number two. But do you think that Zach Wilson is the right fit for the Jets? I think he can be the right fit uh, for a number of different teams just because he has a, a very, very diverse uh, skill set. Uh, and, and, and part of that is just his ability to be able to process information. Uh, he's very quick twitched. I mean, he, he's a fast reactor. Now, what he's got to do is protect his body better. He's had injuries going all the way back to high school, and he plays with a little bit of a, 
you know, swashbuckler kind of mentality, which is which is which is good because you can you have you want guys to take chances in key moments. And you saw that in 2019 on the road against Tennessee, third and seven. They're backed up 47 seconds to go in the game in the fourth quarter, and he throws a 64-yard pass to Micah Simon, and they go on to win that game in overtime. I played well in some tough matchups a year ago. A lot of people talk about the 11-win season this season, uh, but protecting his body will make him a good fit for anybody. Corey Chavis, DraftNastyMagazine.com with us on 101 ESPN. Corey, what about the other quarterbacks? And Justin Fields doesn't seem to be getting as much love from the the quote-unquote experts as he is from the fans. I want to get your take on Justin Fields specifically, but the other quarterbacks too. Is there anybody that stands out to you? Well, I think he stands out. And, I, you know, it's, it's tough this time of year for anybody to be an expert because you don't know what's going to happen. That's kind of what we see. But with Justin Fields, the back-to-back Big Ten player of the year, that's not as much of, you know, everybody will say, well, why is he not getting more love? I, I think that, that one thing that you have to recognize in terms of the evaluators and what they're seeing on tape or video is that, you know, there's been some a slower decision-making process. We just talked about the reactions of uh, Zach Wilson, and that's probably the only reason why uh, I think uh, Justin Fields' stock may have, taking a hit from the experts, as you called them. And and I believe that as you look at what he can be, which I think is what you have to do with all the prospects in terms of the arm strength, the ability to be able to get out of so many sacks with that strong lower body. He's an outstanding uh, goal line type runner. Now, not as good as Trey Lance, who I think is the best out of all these quarterbacks as a run threat and also who has maybe the best multi-diverse skill from playing in a pro style and a spread-type scheme. And, and then you have uh, Mac Jones, who uh, I think is probably the most accurate of those top five. Beyond those two guys, uh, there are a lot of interesting prospects. you got Davis Mills, kind of a one-year wonder. Injury is also a problem, as we mentioned, too, with Zach Wilson. He's got very good uh, ability to bounce back from mistakes. You saw that against UCLA. Kellen Mond was outstanding on third down this year, took his game to another level. Then you have kind of that blip on the radar, the LSU game, 11 out of 34. Kyle Trask kind of has gotten lost in the shuffle, 6'5", 236 pounds. But I think Trask, even though he doesn't have maybe the howitzer for an arm, he's very accurate throwing in between the numbers and really ran that offense at Florida with efficiency. So those are just some of the guys, but it is a deep class. Corey, we were just talking about this last segment with Rick Venturi about just the talent at the wider. By the way, he's brilliant, Michelle, Rick Venturi, but go ahead. He is the best. (laughs) He's the absolute best. But we were were talking to him about just the talent at wide receiver in this draft. He said that he likes Jalen Waddell the best. He doesn't think he's going to go first off the board, but that's his pick at wide receiver. Which wide receiver do you like the most? Devonta Smith, and and I guess that's kind of they're both on the same team. But to Rick's point, uh, early in the year before Jalen Waddle got hurt, and I, and I think it's always interesting to kind of look at guys before they get injured. Uh, before he got hurt, he was actually the number one receiver. So maybe it would have been him, uh, to Rick's point, that would have gone on to win the Heisman because he had almost over over 500 yards in the first four games. Clearly, he and Mac Jones particularly if you look at that Missouri game, they had that was who they were going to feature this year, which surprised me, actually, because when you had all these guys there in terms of 
Waddle was at your disposal. You had Judy at your disposal. Ruggs. It was Devonta Smith who actually had the most touchdown receptions. And also, he was the guy that uh, Tiger Baloa went for with the national championship game on the line. As a true freshman, he was looking for Smith. So Smith has always kind of been that guy that's been overlooked. I don't expect him to be the number one receiver taken, probably Jamar Chase. But I think at the end of the day, and I've even talked to his AAU coaches and some of his, his people at the prep level, his competitiveness, and he has that dog in him, I think that that's what's going to enable him to be successful because he certainly doesn't look the part necessarily at 166 pounds. Hey, Corey, not a lot of discussion about the defensive players in this draft, but I want to get a take on a Mizzou guy for you because I watched Nick Bolton play every single week and he just gets to the football. He, he's got a nose for the ball. What's your scouting report on Nick Bolton? Well, the one thing about him that that you have to start with is his explosion as a blitzer. I think that's something that, uh, you know, kind of stands out on film because uh, he does a really good job of once he sees it uh, and and then he hits the accelerator button, uh, he he does an excellent job of being able to finish, you know, potential sack opportunities. Also, he's been pretty good in coverage, uh, zone coverage. Uh, He's been able to overcome just a little bit of rigidness uh, with pretty good fast twitch in terms of the lower body being able to uh, plant and drive. And then I was even talking to a, a, a defensive coordinator in the NFL yesterday, and he was talking about how when you displaced him, and that means spread a team out into you know empty formations, and he was forced to make an adjustment that he could do those types of things better than the other linebackers in, in the class. Uh, so I think what you have with Nick Bolt, really, I think what you have with them is that a lot of other linebackers may get more attention, but the coaches around the league in terms of the leadership, getting people lined up, the ability to be able to come downhill and smack people uh, in between the, uh, the inside run lanes, uh, I think that's going to do him favors in terms of on draft day uh, when coordinators have to pick a linebacker. And who is the best defensive player? Of all the defensive guys, which one should come off the board first? Well, I think Michael Parsons. Uh, he's big. He's fast. He's also got some of those same types of uh, instincts. I think for linebackers, it all comes down to eye speed uh, and how quickly you can recognize uh, and read the triangle between the guards, the, the quarterback, and the running back, and, and how you diagnose. And I think he does a decent job of that. He's gotten better. He can also give you some options as an outside linebacker. They've stood him up outside uh, in a a two-point stance to rush against tackles from time to time. In fact, they've even put his hand in the dirt as a defensive end on occasion. And I think he's he's played on the kickoff team. He's also been a guy that's walked out over the slot receiver. Uh, He's pretty much done everything uh, that you could do. Now, again, comparing him to Bolton, Bolton has much more on-ball production but this guy's six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds, and I think he offers more, brings more to the table, uh, and just really is just a spectacular player. Corey, great information, and we love Draft Nasty magazine. We love the the intelligence and the the scouting that you bring to the process. We thank you so much for taking some time, and after the weekend, enjoy the the baseball and the basketball. Yeah, I can't wait, man. You you, you, you got to love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, uh, 
and what a town uh, this is for baseball. I've been to both World Series, the last two World Series that were here. Uh, I, I went to uh, quite a few of the games, so incredible. We love it, and we appreciate you coming on with us. We'll do it again sometime soon, okay? Thanks a lot. I really appreciate y'all having me. All right, thanks, Corey. Corey Chavis joining us, DraftNastyMagazine.com. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.